Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm excited to have Cody Levine from Twice on Kindly Gifted. Some of you may have seen this entire thing unfold on social media, but I'm really excited to chat with you and get to know a little bit more about Twice and your story because it's incredible. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself and share a little bit more about Twice to anybody who's listening. I appreciate that, Kate. It's great to be here. So I'm Cody Levine. I'm uh, one of the three co-founders of Twice, and we are an oral wellness company. We create better for you products for the mouth. Uh, we believe that a healthy mouth is a healthy self. It's all connected. And so we've really set out to uh, flip the script on an age old industry of toothpaste uh, and floss and mouthwash uh, that is really about kind of the, uh, for us, table stakes benefits of fresh breath and white teeth. And we love having a conversation about the microbiome uh, and really making sure that the ecosystem of the mouth is healthy uh, because there are over 120 systemic diseases in the body that stem from inflammation in the mouth. So uh, we get really excited. I'm, we're kind of product obsessive and uh, we, we love what the future of our category and our industry uh, can look like. So yeah, we're, uh, we're stoked to, to be in our space and, and to be doing what we're doing. Cool. Yeah. I, I know you have a very like personal story associated with the founding of the company. I mean, it's it, your family is in the dental industry. And so how did that become what twice is today? And how did your, your family's story inform the brand? I kind of grew up around oral care. Uh, I'm in business with my brother, Julian, my third co-founder is Lenny Kravitz, the musician. And uh, for my brother and I, as early as we can remember, I was seven, my brother was 10. And we were packing product on the ping pong table in the basement. Uh, my father, as a, a dental specialist and really a key opinion leader in the industry, was creating products. He's an inventor and a scientist, and uh, they have 27 patents on whitening products. And he was building them in his practice, using them on his patients, and then brought them to market. Um, one of the earliest kind of on-the-go teeth whitening companies. And... Um, I was building my career in marketing and creative and advertising. My brother was in private equity and helping brands grow and gain access to capital. And uh, it wasn't until I saw this emotional side of dentistry, what my parents had committed their lives to as a profession and, and as a career in business uh, through nonprofit work. I joined our family. We started a foundation in 2012 that brings full service dentistry to communities that don't have access to care. And that that opportunity showed me what's possible, uh, reframed my whole outlook on one, the industry, the profession, and ultimately, I think what is my purpose uh, in my life and, and in this company. I think 
twice is a, is a vessel for us to help more people, uh, to help them take control of their health. And yeah, we, you won't find a family that, that loves dental more than us. Um, you know, dinner table conversations are about ingredients and formulation and, and, uh, the impact that, uh, we, we strive to create in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. I think brands that have a really strong personal story are always so compelling than just your average, like, oh, we started this product because we thought it would be a cool idea, but like actually having it tied back to your family is, is so huge. And I know you mentioned you also have a background in advertising, same, I'm an art director. Um, and you're the chief brand officer of twice. And the first thing that like captivated me about twice is the brand identity. I mean, you and I kind of talked about this more privately, but um, everything is yellow. I remember even opening the package I received from you guys and it's like highlighter, bright yellow, which is such a negative color in the oral care industry. I'm like nobody wants white teeth, but outside of the oral care industry, it's such a bright, positive color. Why yellow? And like, what was the thinking behind like, oh, we're going to try to like reclaim yellow in the oral care industry. Like what, why that brand identity? Yeah, it's, I, I loved when I won the idea of reclaiming yellow, you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> in an age old industry that around the, around the executive tables at, at the main, at the big guys, you know, press Colgate, Sensodyne, Tom's Maine, they own the industry. Um, yellow has always been associated with yellow teeth. It's kind of taboo. And I think for our gen and, and looking forward, yellow is bright. It's connection, it's happiness, it's love, it's energy. And we wanted to flip that script for sure. We wanted to get people to, to think and see our category as not oral care, but oral wellness. Mm -hmm. And that is really a holistic approach to health. And it all starts here. And so yellow was, um, you know, you walk down the aisle, you've got blue, you got white, and you got red. Crest, Sensodyne, Colgate. Mm -hmm. And they own it. it the whole, basically the whole thing. There's, just, there's a smaller subset of better for you brands, cleaner labels that also are effective. And we, we fit in that mold. And now you see yellow shining bright from the toothpaste aisle. Uh, that was a big driving force. You know, I think yellow plays one element in our, I think, overall brand world that we're creating. And um, we wanted to be bold and different. You know, Lenny, Lenny Kravitz as our co-founder and chief creative officer, he wants to really do things differently. And like, we want to create a covetable brand. I mean, how covetable is a tube of Crest or Colgate? Right. You know, it's, it's a commodity product that everyone needs. You got to brush twice a day. And so we wanted to really elevate that experience and, and the color yellow, um, it spoke to us and we said, wow, well, I think the time is now to set our vision long-term and, and own something really distinct. And uh, our retail partners are loving it. Our customers are loving it. And um, it feels really good to see, see a brand like ours reclaim the color. <laughs> Do you think that you're also building something bigger than just a product and a brand, but you're building like a lifestyle and a world where in a space that's not used to doing that, like you said, you know, toothpaste is a commodity. It, there's really no emotional attachment to it other than, oh, this is the toothpaste that I need for my concerns, or this is what my family uses. Whereas here you have 
it feels like an entire lifestyle, like from the marketing collateral to social media to just the packaging in general, it, it communicates a specific way of life as opposed yeah. to just, just buying a product. I think that's core to who we are um, and our goal for the industry, really. I mean, if you think about um, oral wellness as a philosophy, it's not just about brushing, flossing, rinsing, which is our core platform, but what's your nutrition? What's your diet? What's your exercise? What's your sleep? How do you take care of yourself holistically? Mm -hmm. um, and how do we celebrate every and all smiles? Uh, you know, our industry conventionally, all the advertising is this perfect kind of fake <laughs> smile. Like, is am I really smiling? I don't know. How long do I have to hold this for? We celebrate that pure, real moment. So mm -hmm. our campaign, which you see on our website and our collateral, we cast it real people from all walks of life, across all ages, gender, demo, like you name it. We had someone post something on Instagram the other day, a screenshot of our like photo from target.com of this really beautiful, happy smile. This, this young woman divine, she has a nose ring, her teeth are not perfect. She's, you know, she's got a gap and she's got a tooth that if she had a liner, she could straighten them, but we, she celebrates her, her uniqueness. And someone posted like, did I just buy toothpaste for this inclusivity? Like, yeah, I'm here for it. Um, and it makes you feel good because you won't see a conventional brand using a model like that. Right. Um, and so there, I think that builds a bigger thing than the products themselves. Uh, that's definitely our goal. I mean, that's pretty cool too. Your products are great. I've already tried them, but even if they were shitty, I feel like people <laughs> would still love them because of the brand identity and like, you're participating in a lifestyle, you're joining a world, you're not just buying a product. I think that's super cool and very innovative and um, a, a new take on a product that we're already super familiar with, but the identity and the invitation to be part of some different kind of world is really cool. Um, I know you mentioned also that Lenny is part of the creative team and really a leading force there. And it seems like you're not really trying to associate with a celebrity founded brand. A lot of other brands may try to do when they do have a celebrity co-founder. Um, mm. How was, what was the process of working with Lenny? How really involved is he in terms of developing the brand as opposed to just being a face or a brand ambassador, which is the usual approach for a celebrity kind of partnership? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. You know, I think um, we feel really, uh, grateful that Lenny's alignment on our vision and the future of what we can do and how to help people is the same as us. We're so aligned from the beginning that um, that propels you forward. And then, you know, it's, it's really important that when you have a celebrity co-founder that they're fueling themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like they get excited about bringing opportunities to the table or seeing how, you know, how their value can, can continue to grow the brand um, versus I think some brands might just like, you know, pay someone and slap their face on, on something. Um, you know, we do it in a very authentic way that makes sense for all of us um, that excites Lenny and, um, and it's an always on thing, right? We're always thinking about how we can 
how we can grow our brand and drive awareness and do it in, in a way that makes a ton of sense. So um, from day one, it's always been like that. And then with, with the rebrand, you know, Lenny really took hold of, of the creative process and was super ingrained in every step, um, all in on the products, all in on the design. You know, we would be on, we would be on branding calls and he was on set filming a movie and he comes off set like still wearing his whole thing, but he's like locked in. You know, we're talking about the packaging and the layout and, you know, what about this? Do we make this look like that? Or um, that's a really fun process uh, in the development phase. And then mm-hmm. when you bring it to life, you know, then you you have that ownership. You know, I think it was really cool when, when we launched a Target, Lenny, uh, he went to a Target here in LA and uh like he used to go to tower records when tower had his album he went to see target and pick up his picked up the toothpaste and was like we made this you know check this out here's why we exist you know we're here to help people and provide better solutions so um just as a founder would do and i think that's really a key of of working with anyone is is really aligning on vision and and uh building together Yeah, I completely agree. It does feel like through all of your marketing that he's an equal in this process and not a face or a likeness that the entire brand can fall back on, which is, again, very different from other celebrity influencer founded brands usually. Um, What would you say if, you know, a creator or somebody who wanted to found a brand wanted to do using their influence or their likeness, somebody like Lenny or other celebrities, or what advice would you give them to um, create a brand that's actually meaningful and doesn't just fall back on their influence? Yeah, I think, um, well, one, it needs to be a space and a product that you're incredibly passionate about. Um, I was just at an event the other day that one of our investors threw and it was around kind of celebrities and viral content and brand building and, uh, you know, Noah Schapp and, and, and TBH or Ashley Green, a friend of mine who started Our Humming Way, which is mm-hmm. uh, a, a menstrual uh, sexual health company. And um, it is ingrained in their life and what they love and what they're passionate about. Uh, I think you got to start there because the journey of entrepreneurship, whether you're uh, a global icon or a former ad person like you you have to live it you have to breathe it because it's ups and downs right Mm -hmm. and i think it's really important to surround yourself with great people um who can see the vision and and help you bring it to life because it takes a village you know it it takes a village uh to get things done to execute to launch and and to bring those visions to life so um yeah be incredibly passionate about the space uh, honor your creativity. I think, um, you know, you, when you, when you bring on a creator or you are a creator yourself, like give your, give yourself the space to be creative and like birth your ideas and, um, and then find the right people to help you take them to the next level. Right. Yeah. That's, I absolutely, I completely agree with that. I literally retweet everything you just said. It's <laughs> very, um, very true. I did some research and saw that Twice was founded not long before um, the pandemic. And how would you say the pandemic affected 
um, your brand and also just the building process of it. Um, it you know, curious yeah. to hear all about that too. Yeah. And you know, it's, you hear so many stories of COVID transformed a business, made a business take off, killed a business for us. It, um, it certainly transformed our whole business. We, uh, we launched 2018, 2019, end of 2018, 2019 was our first full year. We were selling toothpaste direct to consumer on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone out there trying to start a DTC company, uh, a lot of learnings. If you're selling a product like toothpaste, which is a low value product, sure. It's replenishment. Everyone needs it. Uh, but you got to sell something that's high enough value online. If you're going to drive people on website. And get them to spend money because the acquisition costs, whether you're spending it on Facebook or even like the blended organic, it's it's high. Um, so we had to pivot. We had to learn how, what is our business model. How do we make this grow? How do we scale this? How do we build a sustainable business? Uh, made pivots during COVID. We were fortunate to get introduced to CVS, um, maybe one of the only retailers during COVID who was like open for business and booming. Um, because they were running COVID tests and everyone needed to clear the shelves, which was crazy to think about. Um, And Amazon turned on and then we really took a big step back January 21. And we said, what do we want this future of of our business to look like? And that was when Lenny was also, you know, he wasn't touring. He was home in the Bahamas. uh, And we really got to recalibrate together and said, here's our vision, here's our purpose, here are our values. Like, this is what we want to do for the next five, 10 years in building this thing. Um, And it helped us recalibrate. You know, I I think that's a big thing that COVID afforded us is, was an alignment and calibration of our future. Um, You know, it was a survive long enough to thrive mindset that I think a lot of people went into. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, shit's hitting the fan you know, what's absolutely mission critical necessary and what can we like put on hold or, or cut and, and, and focus and say, all right, let's get through this. You know, some people on the flip side, you know, their digital business went through the roof, right. which is amazing. Um, we, we used it as a, as a time for calibration, uh, which enabled us in this year, I think, to, to, to break out with our new products. Yeah. Has Twice always been yellow? Because I know you mentioned you guys went through a rebrand, but has that identity always been part of the brand? No. Uh, Classic startup entrepreneurial uh, evolutions, tweaking and um, shifting we've, we've iterated. And, um, you know, I think it's like, it's almost like systems upgrading. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I think that that's how, as an entrepreneur, you have to look at it, um, where if you change your packaging, um, it's because you're learning and you're optimizing and you're improving towards your vision. Mm-hmm. And we rebranded uh, and we launched all our new products and the yellow just March of this year. So we're, oh. it's all new. We've been in business for coming up on year four. And the best part is, is this, this brand is the truest expression of, I think, Julian, myself and Lenny's collective vision and really what we want this brand to live and breathe and look like and feel like. So yeah, this is, uh, this is the, the evolution that, that we've entered into. 
That's awesome. How have you been using your ad background and your knowledge of creative to strengthen this brand? Because that's gotta have played some sort of role in, in what you guys are building too. Yeah. You know, I, um, in my role in advertising, I was, um, I was helping really bridge the gap between consumer insight, creative and distribution of mm -hmm. content. Um, I am a storyteller. I love to find ways to make people feel, um, and, uh, stop people in their tracks with creative. And I think through the process, um, there's a feeling that our, that our brand gives off. And, uh, my job was to really ensure that through the creative development, the photography, the video, the music, um, as Lenny as well through the music, like, are we capturing that feeling, that mm -hmm. essence of the brand? Um, you know, we, we're optimistic, we're, we're connectors, we, we care, we have a deep love of people. And, um, I think you kind of get that feeling through the brand. Um, and then ultimately, you know, I think in, in marketing strategy and in channel distribution, you know, you have to, you have to think about, all right, how does this translate through content and through marketing channels and, um, who represents the brand through storytelling and, yeah, I think I, you have to wear every single hat as the founder. Um, and when I get to tap back into like my creative strategy role um, from the advertising days, it, it feels really good to think about like why we exist and um, how it manifests in different ways. Yeah. What would you say <laughs> if you could describe twice as a person and they were like a person in existence or a sim? <laughs> What, how would you describe like who they are? Mm. Um, I think they're like, the person is, is a passionate connector and, um, and it's this, it's this kind of deep rooted sense of gratitude for where we are and knowing that, um, very optimistic about future. And I think there's, the person is a deep empath. Um, you know, my life was transformed from a woman in Rwanda that was really the spark for me to see this power of a smile, um, how you can help someone. And when you give someone a smile, it, it can light up the world. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of part of my personal journey. And I think it's woven into the brand uh, in a lot of different ways where we kind of, we can be an illuminator, I think our brand as a, as a human, um, you know, they're unintended. <laughs> yeah. There are, you know, there are folks that, that can, can light you up or can, or can dim that light. And I think we strive as if I were to personify the brand as someone who would, who would light you up and enable you to kind of see, uh, see ahead of you. So you know, if it was a single person, I'd have to come back to you on like <laughs> in the world. Maybe it's a fictional character, but um, yeah, I think we we care so deeply, and and we want to just we want to be a force for good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Building a culture around that too. What would you say is the next level of Twice? what's next for you guys without, you know, spilling the tea too much, but yeah. Um, I, 
I kind of mentioned we're product obsessive. Um, we we're a family that innovates on products. I mean, I think you've seen our rinse, like this is not your average mouthwash. Yeah. So sick. This is an ultra concentrated dual chamber formula that completely resets your mouth after coffee, after lunch, before a date or presentation, you name it. And it's radical from a, a 16 fluid ounce Listerine bottle. Um, so product innovation, we love. And our whole ethos is around a, a system of products, a platform that um, creates a healthier mouth and a healthier self. So new product innovation for sure. Um, we're definitely, our goal is to, is to be more accessible, which means be on more shelves nationwide, um, be in the places where people are, are purchasing oral care products. And, um, you know, I think we're going to continue to evolve this narrative of oral wellness in, in very powerful ways. And I think we get excited next year to, to, um, kind of stretch some creative muscles and, and come come out to the world with some powerful creative, uh, that can get people pun intended to think twice about their mouth, <laughs> about oral care. Yeah. The, speaking of the creative, it's, um, I'm literally looking at a framed photo of this newspaper marking collateral that you guys have. Um, yeah. it's so sick. I've had people come over and be like, what is that? And I'm just like, it's, this is a toothpaste company. And it just blows people's minds of like, this is something that can come from a toothpaste company. It's a sick photo of two people kissing with the logo yeah. twice over it. It's so cool. It's just such a really, yeah, really cool part of the marketing. And I think a really great way to, to show kind of the culture and creative direction of twice. Yeah. Are you also thinking of ways to extend the lifestyle components of twice also maybe stuff like merch or other types of marketing collateral that people can also put in their spaces or their homes and really create a bond between mm -hmm. this oral care wellness brand and also themselves as a person and like how that relationship continues to marry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get so excited to create, I think moments, we say moments of pleasure with a purpose. Um, and I think, yeah, we're working on merch. We want people to, to rep the brand, but also like, how do we, how do we create items or things that are, are reminders of, um, of the ethos of the brand? Like there's a, a great book, actually a friend of mine sent me by Asuline and it's 50 years of good news. And it's all around the smiley face. Um, and I think our brand can uh, be that kind of next gen representation of it. Um, and we're working on some fun ways to do that for sure. Um, you know, I think that is the whole vision of, of as this oral wellness company, how do we represent a mindset? Right. Um, because it really is, it's about connection. We say um, oral wellness for your mouth, body, and soul. And it really is all connected you know, connection to yourself, connection to other people and connection to the community at large. So uh, there's so much that comes from here, right? It's how you talk, it's how you laugh, it's how you cry, it's how you eat, it's how you kiss. Um, and so really in the moments that matter, how do we, how do we bring twice into that world? So 
you'll see some more of us over the next couple of years building that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I immediately thought when you said that of like, this, this is so true in terms of mind, body and soul, because you know, if you're not really confident of how you feel inside or even your physical appearance or anything that has to do with your smile, it, it kind of affects every other component of you. And yeah. so it's cool to see a brand that's not just like, oh, look at this really perfect smile that exists. If you buy this, you can have that. But rather, if you join our culture as a brand, we're not just about getting you a perfect smile. We're helping you understand that the person that you currently are right now is already perfect and embracing certain flaws, like you mentioned earlier, with an imperfect smile being completely normal and first given. Um, yeah. It doesn't need to be necessarily made better. Yeah, I think that's super cool. Um I did also have a question in terms of creator marketing, being a creator founded brand. Are you currently working with content creators or influencers or finding ways to integrate with creators in the world? Or is that something that's the next level of where you guys are going? Every day, every day, discovering creators, connecting with creators, um, you know, I think finding authentic storytellers who believe the brand who love to bring content to the world. Um, we're building it every day. We have, we have creators helping us tell stories about twice a target. Um, we have people talking about their favorite products, um, their favorite ingredients, you know, holistic health people talking about nanohydroxyapatite, which is in our new formula as a fluoride replacement. So all day, every day, whether they're dental, health and wellness, lifestyle, creators of all kinds, luckily everyone brushes their teeth. Let's hope a hundred million Americans <laughs> unfortunately don't, a third of our population don't brush twice, which is crazy. Um, but so what kind of what I'm getting at is like, there's a story to tell for everyone. Um, and I think we're really at the beginning of our creator community build because everyone also has a story about their mouth, uh, which is really interesting. And that's like, that's when you get to the meat of it. Like, I want to get on a call with someone and like, I want to, I want to hear like their vulnerability around their mouth, right? Like whether they've had dental issues or um, they had to go through a really painful process or someone in their family, they know, you know, didn't feel confident. So there's, there's something underneath there that like, doesn't really get talked about enough. Right. Um, so we, we get really stoked to, to do that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're working with creators every day across categories. Um, That's awesome. Experts yeah. of all kinds. Um, I think that could also be a really cool larger film project in terms of interviewing people and their stories of their mouths. Just thought that bring that up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what advice would you probably give to somebody who's like looking to found their own brand in general? Like what is that something that maybe you wish you knew earlier that you learned in your process of creating your own brand and being building what twice is right now and where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, start with your why it's, it's super simple. Simon Sinek wrote a great book. Howard Schultz talks about it all day long. Like you have to know your why what's driving you uh, and everything falls from there and continue to sharpen it. And it's never fully perfect, but it has to feel right. Um, and know that where you start is not where you end. Um, things evolve and shape and shift, uh, but you have to 
you have to believe something bigger than I want to start a company to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, that's getting wins and being successful and growing. And like, that's all byproduct of doing something you love Mm -hmm. and doing something that can be in service of another person. Uh, And I would, I would also urge you to like, think critically about what you would want, what, you would create what value that would create for someone else. A lot of folks, I think they create something that creates value for themselves and then finds other people who also feels that that's a beneficial service or something for them, which is beautiful. Um, and make sure you connect those dots because um, at the end of the day, you're you're looking for for a community of people who believe what you believe. And I think you have the power to um, build that and show them something that maybe they knew they were looking for, or they didn't. And they, you know, it's a beautiful thing that they discovered it. Um, so yeah, you know, what, what problem are you looking to solve? Uh, why do you really exist? All those real fundamentals, if you can nail those in the beginning, it creates a lot of clarity. And I think, I always subscribe to this philosophy of uh, forward, never straight. You know, nothing is linear in entrepreneurship. You're going like this. It's ups and downs. It's an absolute roller coaster. But know that you're moving forward. It just doesn't have to be straight. Um, And uh, and yeah, you you gotta you have to be so passionate about it because it it consumes you, all consuming in in the best way. But it ain't easy. <laughs> I think also being super passionate rubs off on other people. That's the thing that people subscribe to is not just, oh, I have a business or I have a product. It's how much do you care? And if you really don't care that much, that's also something that people can see pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So I agree that having a strong passion and being really centered and like, why am I doing this? And also, if I didn't get paid for it, would I still do it? sometimes unlocks whatever it is that you probably should be pursuing as a career or a business or whatever the thing is that you want to be successful in. So that's so true. Yeah. And also surround yourself with great people as early as you can, like share your vision and find people who have either been there before and done it, um, or who could also be as passionate as you. Mm. Uh, I'm lucky to have a co-founder as a brother, um, and a family who's been in the industry. So I think that was a, a, a big value add early and still is every single day. Um, and also as a foundation, you know, uh, my parents went through the same problems we've gone through on the supply chain and manufacturing side, on investor side, on brand building side, on, on everything. Um, so, you know, surround yourself with great people and, and hire if you can, hire experts as soon as you can. <laughs> you, you learn yeah. everything on the job um, and you can tap into people who have done it before. Do you think that you would be the type of person to hire somebody early or quickly rather and then be more slow to terminate that relationship if need be? Or would you be the type of person that would hire slowly but terminate fast? Yeah, I think uh, I think hire slow, fire fast is the right, at least in my opinion, the right way to go about it. But defining slow, it took us years. True. Like 
look, when you we bootstrapped our business, but we probably could have um, surrounded ourselves with full-time hires earlier. I'm super grateful for where we are and it made us who we are. We're coming up on year four and our team has been super lean and super scrappy. Um, you know, I think it's not easy to find full-time hires that believe in your vision, who can really continue to help push you to the next level. Um, I would say earlier in your journey, try to do that, but make sure it is the right hire. So it's like hire slow, but in a, but in a fast way <laughs> and earlier than you, and then maybe you might think, um, you know, obviously it, it costs money to hire people. Right. right. Uh, but we've outsourced, uh, a lot, you know, with great external partners and great third-party vendors and great freelance support who have got us to where we are. And we're, we're super grateful for that. Um, and there's nothing quite like building internal team and culture. So uh, I would say try to do that as, as early as you can. My final question for you would be creative entrepreneurs specifically are very different from other types of business people. And oftentimes are more subject to things like burnout and perfectionism and being inside your head because that's yeah. literally how you operate. What advice would you give to somebody who is a creative who wants to start their own business or is building their own business um, that has helped you as a fellow creative person? Yeah, I, I think, um, well, one, your mindset and your attitude and your ability to enable your unique ability to shine is number one most important thing so um before like getting into your own creative process it's like how are you honoring your own space and taking care of yourself uh you know we we consider ourselves a wellness company and you know my my routine taking care of my body being active eating healthy meditating, breathing, all of that helps create, helps create the best version of myself that as a creative, I need to be successful. Mm. Past. Um, and I think, uh, as a creative entrepreneur, you have to have your outlet. And I think you have to, you have to have a sounding board, you know, finding mentors or even coaches as a creative who can help you organize, you know, I'm, I kind of, I operate in more organized chaos than maybe someone who like lives in Excel spreadsheets and is super detail oriented. Mm -hmm. I need that support or injection into my world because I know that that's not my strength. And mm -hmm. I, when you're a creative entrepreneur, which every single one of us are, know your strengths, right? What are you really good at? What are you not very good at? And how do you bring on help to support what you're not good at? Because burnout happens when you're doing things that you're not very good at and you really don't want to do, right? So how do you focus your time and attention on what you are really good at and what you love doing? Sparks fly, like it's magic. Um, <laughs> and that is like a really important thing that I've, I've come to learn about myself. Um, and I think finding the ways to enable that, I'm still working on that. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm on too many meetings and I don't have the time of day to really sit down and like get creative. But then, mm -hmm. it, then I'll go for a morning bike ride and and I'll have my best ideas on the bike because I'm moving, I'm away from the desk, I'm I'm in a flow state. And um, 
that is the journey. And I think one thing for me is like, you can't, you can't get down on yourself and take take it too seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't take things so literally or, you know, uh, as your brand, as something on you, you have the power to change it. Um, and I think that when you kind of realize that it, it unlocks, it unlocks the idea of like, okay, well, what can I do next mm -hmm. uh, to shift my reality, uh, to enable something new? So yeah, I think it's a mindset game at the end of the day, when you're a creative, honoring it, learning about yourself and enabling your unique ability to shine. That's yeah, that's awesome. Um, I am so grateful that you came on and shared more about twice in your story and gave advice to other people that want to do something similar and how cool it was to connect with you through social media after just seeing, I think you were literally presenting that same newspaper photo on JT Barnett's story. And that's how I found you and yeah. twice. And it unlocked this, oh my God, this is a brand that I feel like I'm the target audience for. And also how fucking cool is it that what you guys are doing? And then it catapulted into this. I'm really grateful to be able to connect with you and for your time and sitting down and chatting more about what you love. Me too. I'm really, I feel grateful to be chatting with you and I appreciate you sharing this with, with your community and, and we'll do the same. And look, that's what it's all about, supporting each other and, and finding companies and passions that uh, I think make the world a better place. So I'm really grateful that we got to meet and, and we get to talk about fun things that we love. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.